ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest. Joanne is, I met Joanne a long time ago. Joanne, I was trying to remember, was, was it in Lanzarote or did I come over and help Galway try with a weekend workshop? It's going back a few years now, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So that's given a little bit of the game away. Joanne has then gone on to do some amazing things uh, as an athlete herself. And uh, literally, I'm guessing you quit your old, real, full-time job. <laughs> Is that right? My real job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I did. I, I quit my old, real job, the one that sort of had paid holidays and, and medical and so on, to become a swim coach. And I, I, I rue the day every time I have a cold and think... No, you can't have a day off. <laughs> so what did you what did you used to do? So what did I do? Um, so uh, I'm from Cork originally down in the southern tip of, of Ireland and 16 years ago I moved to Galway uh, and I took up a job uh, with Enable Ireland which is a disability charity in Galway. It's a national charity but I was working uh, in Galway as a fundraiser. Fantastic. Um, trying to raise money for a hydrotherapy pool in Galway for our service users. And then um, I moved to the Irish Cancer Society as a fundraiser as well, but it was similar to Macmillan in the United Kingdom. Um, I was about 11 years in the fundraising um, wow. department in total, like was really working in the charity sector, um, had been working in marketing before that and uh, heavily involved in lots of committees and sports, played a lot of team sports growing up and was an Irish dancer. But when I came to Galway, um, it was uh, tag rugby and running actually that kind of got me into where I am today really um, and uh, I was working full-time fundraising, um, crazy hours, loved it but I got to the point where I felt like I couldn't give it anymore, I had given it the best of what I could give and it was time for somebody else to come in uh, to the role I was in with the Irish Cancer Society so I was managing uh, a team uh, I was based in Galway, my team were all over the country, um, and there was a lot of travel up and down to Dublin uh, back in between kind of 2014 and 2015, and I kind of fell out of love with my job, and I did love it, I genuinely loved it, uh, but in the meantime, um, I had taken up triathlon in 2009, I had gotten a bicycle, uh, when we had the bike to work scheme, I don't know if you guys have that in the UK, but it's uh, an opportunity where you can... Um, put a thousand euro towards the purchase of a bike and you get tax credits back uh, on it. So it was to encourage more people to be active as cyclists, okay. have active uh, travel and to get more people moving, I guess, really, and to support the cycling industry in Ireland. So I bought a bike back in 2009 and tipped away and did a little relay of a triathlon here in Salt Hill in Galway. And the rest, they say, is history. I went from uh, doing triathlon to then talking triathlon. Um, so by 2011, when Ironman 70.3 Galway came... Was it that uh, long I, ago, yeah, really? 2011, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my first international announcing gig. Uh, I had done the uh, Galway Triathlon Club. We're hosting um, an Athlon Festival. And I, as I mentioned, I get fairly stuck in on committee. So I was on that <laughs> committee, and I was the beginner's officer for the Tri Club at the time. So I kind of knew everybody because as beginner's officer your role is to be welcoming to the club and to meet people and to make an effort to go to a lot of the training sessions to, to talk to people and to make them feel welcome so uh, at the meeting
That's wonderful. It's wonderful. So, so I, I, I was trying to cast my mind back, and it. So you were competing, and it led to, it's led to your a whole new career. Well, not a career. Yeah, it is a career. Yeah. You've you've set yeah, up your exactly. own little company, and, and yeah. So sorry. So Iron Man fly you around the world now. This is wonderful to watch and, and talk about triathlon. This is brilliant. Yeah. Australian triathletes in the 
the women's race. They beat us by about 10 hours, but we actually beat the Irish record by another 10 hours. Fantastic. So we currently hold the Irish record as the Galway babes, myself, Karen, <laughs> and Marie. And that following year, then in 2018, we went and we did the Donegal Ultra 555k, and we won that race outright and set a new course record by 20 minutes. So I think the record was around 19 hours, 40 minutes, and we have a 19-hour, 20-minute record, which still hasn't uh, been broken, and neither has our 2017 record either. And if you if you want to keep a check on Joanne's exploits, all you've got to do is look at Instagram, and it is just filled with with swimming, with cycling, with um, rate. And just to car, just to go back a second, it doesn't surprise me that your background was in sort of the the charity fundraising sector because you still do an awful lot for charity at the moment, don't you? What were what were your highlights this just past summer? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I guess you know, like a lot of people uh, during the the lockdown and stuff in Ireland, there was a lot of people doing a lot of inspiring things from doing Ironman at home to running marathons to backyard marathons to all of that. And I suppose because I worked in the charity sector for so long, I've got genuinely have an affinity with uh, the sector and I believe in supporting worthy causes. And there's quite a few, like everybody would have causes that are close to their heart. So I would always support the likes of Enable Ireland and the Irish Cancer Society uh, as an individual now, even though I've left them as a, as a staff member. and. There's a friend of mine uh, who has Rosedale's rooms. She lost her daughter a couple of years ago, very, very young. She was only 16 months old. So that's another charity that's very close to my heart. And Jigsaw for mental health. But this summer, really, um, the Galway Bay Swim is, is an event. It's a charity event for Cancer Care West that I would have announced. So swimmers swim 13 kilometres across Galway Bay from a little place called Ockenish in County Clare to Black Rock Diving Tower in Galway. If anybody follows me on Instagram, they'll see I spent half my life <laughs> tower these days. Um, but because the swim couldn't take place in its normal format, they decided to do a virtual swim. Now, I am not a swimmer, Dan. As you know, I am not a swimmer. I love cycling. I kind of like running. I don't mind it. I do like the freedom of it. But definitely getting me into a wetsuit or into a pool, I will kick and scream and not get out of bed for <laughs> training or to do anything. So for me to be talking to you today about having completed a virtual swim uh, in Galway Bay is a bit weird. But basically, uh, we were invited to take part in a virtual swim of swimming Galway Bay your own way. So swim the 13 kilometers, raise funds for Cancer Care West. And there was a group of maybe 10 or 15 of us all kind of together, individually all signed up. But there was a group of four of us, uh, myself, Deirdre, Cara, and Fiona. Uh, we had our own little WhatsApp group going and we saw the swim come up and one of the girls who's a great swimmer, Fiona, suggested we do this swim and I thought, God, I've only been dipping in the water for like two minutes, I can barely swim at 50 metres. Bearing in mind, I have a race triathlon since 2017, swimming is the bottom of my list, Dan, <laughs> I'm sure you won't be too happy about it. Um, but we kind of were dipping a bit and swimming bits and bits and pieces and anyway, I said, you know what, 13k, 500 metres a day, I can do it. So we all signed up, the four of us, and then it was, okay, you're not doing it in a wetsuit. I was like, what? Not in a wetsuit, doing it in skin. Okay, this is really going to be a challenge. I'm not afraid of the water, I'm quite confident in it, but just, you know, Galway can be quite wild at times. <laughs> water temperature can be a little bit cool. Um, and it's just that whole thing of getting into the sea, oh God, at the time. But uh, despite having... 14 days off due to weather, uh, ear infection, and a couple of other bits. I managed to swim 21 kilometers 
in skins in the month of August. I had aimed to get to 26, um, but I got to 21 at the end, so that was 13 miles. So I was really delighted, but I've kept it up. Congrats. So I'm still in the water nearly every single day, uh, spending between 15 minutes to 30 minutes in the water, just chatting. We might swim a couple of hundred meters and then stop and chat again and then come back and swim another couple of hundred meters just to try and stay in the water and, and keep these daily dips up throughout the winter, all without a wetsuit. Well, that, and fantastic. That, that was going to be a question, actually, that I thought you might be migrating into sort of the pure swimming aspect, but it, not really. It's just sort of a, a daily ritual. It's not strictly always training, but it's just something that you're, you're enjoying. Yeah, and to be honest, when we went into lockdown back in March, everything for me just completely stopped. Uh, you know, by the time we got to May, I was burnt out of trying to do everything for everyone with regards to COVID because... Not only as an announcer, I was working um, in marketing and PR for a couple of different sports events as well. So we had that whole thing of, will we go ahead, will we go ahead, supporting race directors through Run Ireland with their events that were happening around the country, you know, supporting them in terms of their communication with their athletes and things like that. So um, it was quite busy, and I'm also president of a business club here in Galway, and we moved everything online. So by the time we got to May, I was probably the busiest unpaid fool in the house. <coughs> Uh, because I was doing so much, but yet getting nowhere. Um, so in May, I just started, when lockdown lifted, I lived a few kilometres from Prom in Galway, uh, close to Smalls Hill. So when lockdown lifted, I kind of just started getting in, and it was about getting in for that two or three minutes for play and adventure. If you had a wetsuit, you felt like you had to swim. But when I went down in my skins, it was like, I'm getting into the water for my mental health and to keep me sane and to... I suppose have something to look forward to as part of the routine every day because the routine went out the window. Um, you know, my whole world crashed down like it did for many event organisers and people in the events industry and the sports industry and no more than yourself with the pools closing and, and coaching and everything, you know, drying up uh, in certain respects. Everything, if you don't keep yourself busy, you'll, you'll go insane. Um, and if you don't have a routine, it's really hard to stay on track of, you know, just being happy, which is obviously something that I try to do and, and to be very positive, but that was really difficult. So, you know, going into the water for those little dips and being so proud of myself for swimming 50 metres was the highlight of my day. Um, and now the daily dip has just become part of that um, routine, but also having a sense of purpose, Dan, is hugely important, no matter who you are. So I know I post on social a lot about being down at Black Rock and about the swim, but um, I, and even on the turbo, doing the bike and stuff, you know, I hope that by sharing some of that stuff, yes, it will obviously wreck people's head at times, but that actually it will inspire other people to say, well, heck, if Joanne is doing that, maybe I can try it, or, you know, maybe there is something in getting into the water and even spending two or three minutes and, and doing it for fun as part of an active lifestyle as opposed to having to do it. Like, I feel very lucky that I live so close to Saltilla that I can do this now and I have this opportunity. I've been living in Galway for 16 years. This is the first time I've spent more time in the sea than I have uh, on the road in 16 years. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so initially it was triathlon comparing, emceeing, but now it's expanded into something. Well, okay, let's excuse COVID for the moment, but you've become an after-dinner sort of speaker as well and various other gigs and other sports, other events. Yeah, I've been, I've been very lucky. 
uh, Ironman took a chance on me that very first time in, in Galway when I was working with Mike Riley. Um, I got offered the opportunity to work with them for a couple of years to go to the UK in 2012 and, and my contract then just kind of spiralled from there to to still be with them and known as the kind of the Irish voice of the Ironman finish line. Something I'm very proud of. I'm one of only, I think, two female presenters for Ironman uh, announcers uh, around the world, which is a great honour and obviously uh, being a, a Women for Try ambassador as well is fantastic. But yeah, on the back of working with Ironman, I guess that's such a big global brand. If Ironman are, are utilising your services, then other brands look at it as well. Um, because obviously it's a, it's a global brand, it's very high, highly respected as, a, as an event. So I started doing some stuff with running events. Um, I did some stuff with uh, things like the Dublin Marathon, Rock and Roll Marathon before it was purchased by Ironman. Uh, obviously closer to home here in Galway, the team at Run Ireland and Run Galway Bay. Uh, I was their first ever real announcer. So in 2011, after I did my first uh, Ironman event, I asked them could I come down and announce their race uh, for free to get some practice because I knew I was going to be going to the UK the following June for the Liverpool 5150 Championship. So um, yeah, kind of just spirals and now I work as the main voice of gymnastics in Ireland as well. I work all the big events there. I work with Athletics Ireland, Triathlon Ireland, I've done some stuff with Cycling Ireland and Swim Ireland. And I suppose the silver lining with COVID is that um, I can now host virtual events from the comfort of my kitchen. <laughs> uh, so even today I was recording some stuff for a really big uh, running organisation in the country. Uh, it all will be revealed later on this month. But uh, I was in Galway, somebody else in Cork, somebody else is in Dublin. So we've been able to do an awful lot of that stuff and then host a lot of virtual webinars as well, uh, you know, around the world, which is, it's a silver lining to COVID. It doesn't beat being there and being part sure. of the cult and the atmosphere of a race and being part of a journey as an announcer for an athlete. Uh, but it certainly is, uh, I suppose, it's part, you're still part of the event. It's just not as, uh, I suppose, enriching in your life. To, to be at home versus to be on a finish line. And, and ultimately, one day, I mean, we I bumped into you in Kona in 2015. Uh, I was there watching um, for the first time. It was brilliant having, you know, raced in the sport for quite a few years to actually go and uh, had a bunch of clients competing, which was great to support them. But you were, the, I don't think you were work. were you there in an official capacity? 2015. 7 actually. Okay. Uh, so I obviously, as I've mentioned, I love talking and I love triathlon. So at the time I was uh, doing some stuff for those guys, uh, interviewing some of the professional and age group athletes, and then they were firing the content out around their platforms. And then in 2016, I went over again and I announced at the hot corner. So I was the first ever uh, unofficial female uh, announcer there. I did a little stint on the hot corner. Um, this weekend, we should have been should have. Uh, announcing Run Galway Bay, so today's the 2nd of October, it should have taken place tomorrow, the 3rd of October, and then I should have been flying to Kona oh. on Sunday to go over uh, to do some stuff for myself, for Try Talking Sport and our podcast, uh, and to interview the athletes uh, over there as well, and to celebrate Mike Riley's 200th oh. uh, call uh, as an Ironman announcer, which would have been very special as well. 200, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. So should, I think it should have been in Kona this year if uh, COVID hadn't kicked in. So, um, yeah, it would have been very, very special. Now, earlier you mentioned that you were sort of enjoy a good committee and so on. So, you know, I 
Galway is a close is a place close to my heart. The family are from there, the outskirts originally. I've been over and done some weekend workshops with Joe Beer and with Galway Try. You know, your your involvement with Galway Try it's a it's a strong affinity for you. The the seventy point three lasted a couple of years in Galway. some more events I'm, I'm thinking of I mean you don't have to sell it to me I, I know too well it's a beautiful part of the world but you, you mentioned the 13 kilometer swim um, you've been biking a lot what, what else is happening in the area if somebody was thinking of coming over Rachel Nolan, the first ever female winner of the race at two and a half thousand. Actually, this year it was two. 
marathon. There's loads of things. Um, hopefully, we'll get back on stream again next year, like Run Galway Bay, which should have taken place this weekend. We'll hopefully be back. I think they're hoping to do a date in May and a date in October. And that's just wonderful running on the shores of, of Galway Bay. But of course, I'm biased to living so close to it. There's the, the Galway Bay swim. Um, and then, if you look at the UK, uh, my favourite Ironman race is Ironman Wales. Uh, probably sold out, I think, for 2021 because it was uh, cancelled this year. But there's a 10th anniversary celebration next year. But if you've anybody listening who wants to do an iconic bucket list race, obviously come to Ireland to tour, <laughs> uh, but try Wales. If you don't want to travel across the Irish Sea, go to Tenby in Wales. You will just get such uh, treatment and hospitality. The atmosphere is electric. It is my favorite. Now, it was my first full distance announcing race, but it is just... Incredible. The athletes, the locals, the course, the weather, um, everything. It is just amazing. And it is one of the toughest races on the Ironman circuit globally, but it is totally worth it. I, I was going to ask the question, how on earth do you speak about triathlon for 8, 9, 10 hours? But I think the last 30 minutes is more than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I guess they say if you can uh, find your passion, Fine, yeah. you make it work. Absolutely. And that's certainly what's happened here earlier. I loved my job in fundraising, but I love my, my work in sport and announcing more. Uh, and the people are such a huge part of that. And when COVID hit and job uh, lists started getting cancelled, for me it was the people that hurt the most, not the work. It was the people and the community. So uh, if I can give a cheeky plug, Dan, uh, to my own podcast to tell people to tune in to Try Talking Sport, available on all podcast platforms and on trytalkersport.com, it comes out every fortnight on a Wednesday at 3 o'clock, and then I also uh, host a weekly Facebook show on Try Talking Sport, uh, featuring athletes, adventurers, and endurance enthusiasts, and we talk to everybody, from Ironman champions, to people who've run the length of the country, to ultra cyclists, to people who are doing a triathlon day for 30 days, and it's a way of uh, keeping connected to the triathlon community, but also helping to inspire and motivate others to follow their passion for sport. I can't recommend those highly enough. I've followed them closely, and they're a lot more professional than, than this one is. So if you're listening, please also follow Joanne there. I'll, um, I'll add those links and so on uh, when this gets distributed. Joanne, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate your time. It, it's lovely just to have a little meander back through the timeline and, and just put names, faces, dates, how it all sort of evolved um, you know, I look back now, I've, done, I've been in triathlon nearly 25 years and met some wonderful people and we always love bumping into you, whether it's, well, obviously bumping into you in Kona was especially good, but even, even Galway, Galway as well. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, thanks so much. And as I said, it's the people you meet along the way that enrich your life and make, it, make the difficult days easy is knowing that there's such a wonderful community of people out there. And thanks so much for having me on the show. I hope your listeners enjoy it and... You know, if there's anybody listening who is sick of their day job and is thinking of just following their passion, then, you know, go and do it. Life's too short to sit at home and worry about COVID. Joanne's story is a wonderful example of that if, if you are, if you are. And, um, you know, for those of, of us that have taken the plunge, used to have real jobs. Um, yeah, I, I can highly recommend it. Joanne, have a great weekend. Uh, love to chat some more, but our 30 minutes is up. Um, 
wish you very well with future jobs and it'll be great to hear you on the microphone again soon or at a triathlon somewhere. Thanks ever so much for your time.